Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. I am so happy to have you back here on episode 81, where I am talking with my friend, Danny, and we are talking about inflammation. Um, The culprit that we believe is behind so many things. And I love this topic because inflammation, I think, you know, most people, when they think of inflammation, they automatically go to, oh, it's terrible. It's awful. But in fact, inflammation is our body's natural response to protect us. And um, while, you know, it is a protector, it's also something that is, tells us that something is going on and something's going wrong. So um, inflammation is great and also not so great. Um, And I have my expert here, Danny, who's going to talk all about it. But first, can you please introduce yourself to everybody? Tell everybody who you are, what you do, all that great stuff. And make sure to talk about your book too. Uh, All right. Yes, ma'am. I will. I'm Danny Williamson and I am a nurse practitioner in Franklin, Tennessee, and I have a clinic, integrative family medicine and a supplement store, Wild and Well, um, a wellness emporium there. And I've been here for 11 years practicing functional integrative medicine, helping patients heal their bodies from the inside out. I spent 24 years seeing doctors for chronic irritable bowel syndrome, lupus, itching, depression. I grew up in complete chaos in my childhood and had uh, a lot of childhood trauma and adverse childhood experiences. And I spent 24 years seeing 10 doctors before a doctor ever looked me square in the eye 11 years ago and said, Danny, what are you eating? Don't you know your diet controls your symptoms? And it changed my entire world 11 years ago, the way I practice medicine. Um, I hope it changed the trajectory of my children's lives and my patients' lives. And that's what I do every day is help people heal from the inside out by decreasing inflammation in their body. Because as you said, inflammation is the root of 100% of all chronic lifestyle diseases. What's a chronic lifestyle disease, Danny? Well, it's something that you weren't born with. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, lupus, irritable bowel syndrome, anxiety, depression. Those are chronic lifestyle diseases, things we turn on. And I am living proof that what you turn on, you can turn off or at the very least dial it back greatly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And inflammation is the root of every single bit of that. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, as we talked a little bit before we, um, before we recorded and many of you that, you know, are listening know that, you know, my husband also, you know, he, through dietary changes was able to completely reverse his heart problems. And, um, that was, that was 10 years ago and, um, almost 10 years ago, nine years, nine and a half years ago. And we, um, he's still going strong and it's, there's such a connection and I do feel like slowly doctors are, you know, more and more starting to bring this discussion in. I, I you know, I, I think baby steps, but I do think it is becoming more of a, um, a practice um, with doctors. Yes, I agree. 
little by little. My son's in medical school right now and he's in the first semester. So he's just barely beginning, but he just had a lecture and he sent me pictures of the slides on leaky gut, leaky gut, tight junctions, you know, the tight junctions, the intestinal barrier, the wall opening up, creating a leaky gut. And of course he had all the medical technical doctor terms in it, but it was fantastic. He said, mom, look what we're learning about now. How, how far they take that, I don't know. But I do know the next generation of doctors, for sure, are, well, are getting a little bit. Well, and, you know, all we can do is is one generation of doctors at a time, you know, yeah. like that's all that's all we can. Um, that's all we can look at. And, you know, it is the next generation is where we need to start. And because reality is like it, it there are so many things that can be helped through dietary changes you and you, you know it, it, uh, my, my husband's living proof and so am I I mean honestly like I told you too before that I had I went through early onset menopause and my body really changed and um I, I gluten was a huge contributor where was it a contributor in my past maybe a little bit I don't know I mean I did have IBS in my early 20s but that was really helped with our dietary change and removing a lot of dairy from my diet but mm-hmm. gluten started bothering me. And I'll tell you, like ever since I've been gluten-free, the allergies that I've had my entire adult life that I've been on two medications for, sometimes yep. three and sometimes four, yep. Yep. I was two months off of gluten and I haven't been on allergy meds since. You bet. It, it's absolutely insane. You bet. I mean, one of the classic signs of infl- inflammation are allergies, seasonal allergies, food allergies, absolutely. And gluten, dairy, soy, corn, sugar, eggs, and peanuts are the top seven inflammatory foods in the country. And that's my first goal with patients is let's do it elimination diet for, you know, depends on what's happening here. But, you know, ideally I'd love to do it for six months, but some people won't do that, but for sure 21 days. So absolutely. When I cut, I had horrible joint pain with the lupus and terrible, of course, bloating, gas, gurgling, burping. None of those things are normal. And of course the four gastroenterologists that I saw, nobody ever said, Danny, tell me about your diet. But as soon as I got my food sensitivity results back, eggs were the highest for me. Eggs were number one and still are to this day. My body hates eggs. My joint pain and the bloating went away when I cut eggs out. And then when I took it even further and cut cut out dairy and gluten, well, forget it. I went to a whole nother level of healing and I don't bloat. I don't gas. I don't gurgle. I certainly don't fart anymore like I used to. I mean, that's all normal stuff on occasion, Right. right? But not daily. I used to lay in the bed and my stomach would gurgle, gurgle and gas, 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 gas. No, not unless I cheat now. Uh, You know, and if I cheat, it's going to have to be something incredible. (laughs) I'm not going to cheat for, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A anymore. I'm just not going to do it. Well, and, and I feel too, honestly, I feel too that um, I've gotten to the point where my body doesn't crave things anymore because it knows how it knows how bad I feel after and it's just not worth it. And that's right. And that's what I I tell patients every day. Look, when you start feeling better, when I can start cooling down the inflammation in the gut, right? Using some L-glutamine or or the things that we do, you will not want to go back. I will never go back to the way I was feeling in 2014. Is that right? No, that's not right. Two, oh, 2009. What am I saying, Danny? 2010 or so. Yeah, 2010. 
Never, never, never. 11 years ago. I will never go back to feeling that way. I'm just not going to. And once you start feeling better, you do better. But, you know, it's a vicious cycle. It really is. And if you don't feel well enough to meal prep or cook or, you know, get up, get up out of the bed and move your body, then it is a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. And so baby steps on decreasing that inflammation to just get you up, you know, and going. Right. Um, So one thing I like to um, kind of make sure I include in my, in some of these really informational um, podcast episodes is I I like to kind of, um, and this is the teacher in me, I like to get back to the, to the foundation, the building blocks for these people that are coming here thinking, I mean, what is inflammation? Like, what, what does that even mean? Um, What, what are the signs? What am I looking for? Um, And so let's tell people, let's get back to, you know, the basics and tell people, why don't you help people um, educate them on what is inflammation and what are the signs? So maybe they have it and they just don't even know. Absolutely. So, you know, that's funny you would ask this because there's a chapter in my book, the new book called Inflammation is the Devil. And when I knew we were going to talk about this, I thought, well, I need to go back and read that because, you know, I, I wrote it a year ago and it's good. Yeah, I have I have the technical term for inflammation and Danny's term for inflammation. Danny's definition. All right. so, <laughs> so, so because I like to bring things down to practical common sense medicine. So, you know, True inflammation is a cellular cellular response in your body to some sort of energy injury, some sort of cytokine. So cytokines are proteins that are in the blood and they can create an inflammatory response. We're all familiar with cytokine storms right now, the last 19, 18, 19 months. Well, we have when we have a cellular injury we can get some capillary dilation and, you know, you're going to have white blood cells getting um, uh, raising some redness, warmth, heat. Those are signs of inflammation in your body. And then we have acute inflammation and we have chronic inflammation. You need inflammation in your body. If you cut your hand, boom, it's cytokines that come to the rescue and white blood cells that come and stop you from bleeding and, you know, clog that blood there, you know, and, and start to heal the body. But when that turns into festering, simmering, long-term inflammation, that's where we get into trouble. And here's Danny's definition to inflammation. I'm going to read it. Your body's response to a poor diet, lack of exercise, inadequate sleep, chronic bowel issues, insufficient stress management, and lack of community connection. You may have no symptoms until you develop a disease, or you may experience symptoms from the very start. Treating symptoms will not make it go away, and in many cases, it will only make things worse which is exactly what we do in traditional medicine. We treat the symptoms. We never treat the underlying cause of any illness. I was not born with heartburn, which I had for years and years. That is a symptom of something. That's not a disease. We treat heartburn with Tums or Nexium. We're treating symptoms and we continue to treat symptoms. Migraine headaches, a sign of inflammation, joint pain, fatigue. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Bleeding gums, right? Depression, eczema, uh, rosacea, dermatitis, eczema, acne, or I already said eczema. Um, Those are all symptoms of inflammation. The health of the gut 
the health of the gut is directly evident by the health of the skin. If you're struggling with eczema or acne, then that's a gut problem and that's an inflammatory response. People don't understand that. I itched for years and the dermatologist gave me prednisone after prednisone after prednisone, which did what? Treated the symptom. It never treated the root cause. And the root cause was what was at the end of my fork. Well, and I think like we talked about a little bit before is I think it's slowly getting better, but yes, yes we try to put band-aids on the things instead of saying, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Um, and well, it's so, it's so true. I mean, it's so true. So, so that's exactly right. So you want to know about inflammation. The bulk of my practice is Hashimoto's thyroid itis, itis. Okay. Anything that ends in itis, well, itis means inflammation. So sinusitis, gastritis, colitis, arthritis, vasculitis, I don't know, pancreatitis, um, thyroiditis. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. That means inflammation. Itis equals inflammation. I mean, it's as, it's as simple as that. And you control that by controlling what is at the end of your fork. That's the easiest way, what you're eating. I mean, no, it's the easiest and the hardest way. It's the fastest yes. way, though. To, no, I, I, well, I don't it's, make it easy. Lord, it's, don't send me. Don't send me. No, no. I, it's the I hardest thing. Yes. The hardest thing you'll ever do is change your diet. You know that. We are so yes. emotionally connected to food. It's not even funny. And, and we're used to eating packaged, processed, bagged, canned, fake, man-made food, which is creating systemic inflammation in our bodies and you know you know something we didn't talk about but babies we have study after study after study on newborn babies newborn babies we have research that they are born with decreased gut you know healthy microbiome you know the bugs the good bugs in their gut they they have they have more bad than good oftentimes these babies do and when that happens they have an increased risk of an inflammatory response, allergies, seasonal allergies, food allergies. These babies are already being born with a compromised immune system. It's so heartbreaking. And, you know, I deal with it every day with patients in the office. I mean, I'm family practice. So I see little kids to, to, you know, adults. And so you start by controlling what's what's going on in your body with, you know, what you're cooking. Are you meal prepping? Are you all the things that you teach your tribe every single day? Another reason for, you know, inflammation, mold in the house, chronic mold, mold exposure, viruses, Epstein-Barr, Parvo. I mean, it could be any virus known to man, breast implant illness. That's a huge one that I think we've missed through the years with a lot of people, you know, not everyone with breast implants has breast implant illness, but I don't see the patients as a rule that do well. They put about a half a million breast implants in women a year. Not everyone in the United States, they do. Not everyone has breast implant illness, but you always have to keep that at the back of your head. If you're, if you're struggling with, with anxiety or joint pain or, or back pain or migraines or worsening symptoms after you had these implants put in, you need to keep that in your head as a, as interesting. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think that you're, I mean, you're, you're spot on. And when you say 
food is the easiest. I totally know what you're talking about because it is tangible. It's something you can do that you can control. Whereas there's things like getting a virus, like that's hard to control. Like, you know, it's not, you know, like, whereas what you put in your body and what you expose yourself to. And the other thing I truly believe is our world is so much different now with the access to online. And I do believe that exposure to these things is affecting our mental health and our mental health is a huge connection to our physical health. And so I think there's so much around us. Oh, absolutely. And then you get into the entire, you know, the whole environment thing there. I mean, the lotions, the makeup, the lipstick, the nail polish, the nail polish remover, the shampoo, the conditioner, the deodorant, the toxic tampons, the toxic pads, Cotton's the most toxic crop in the United States. If you're putting round, and so therefore it is that cotton that you have those tampons and pads you're using is soaked and saturated with glyphosate, which is the cancer causing chemical, right? That makes Roundup. And then they take that Roundup ready cotton and they bleach it with Clorox bleach. And where do you put it? in your vagina decade after decade after <laughs> decade, creating systemic inflammation. We're talking infertility, um, horrible cramping. You think you pull out the toxic tampons out of your body for one cycle, you'll see your cramping go down drastically. Your clotting go down drastically. Your PMS go down drastically. Oftentimes infertility as well. well- been there, done that. It's fascinating. <laughs> it should be the first thing an, an, an a fertility doctor asks their patients to do is get the Roundup and the bleach out of your vagina. Yeah, been is there, the, done that. I yeah. um, it's it's yeah, it's um, I went through a lot of infertility, and and yes. I was the only I was the only one in my family. I haven't I don't have any family genetic factors for it. Um, I was told that at thirty years old, when I had my first mis- miscarriage, I was. And I started seeing a fertility specialist. So I was told to get an egg donor because my eggs were that of a 40 plus year old, um, yeah. which is interesting because mm. I, um, so I went through three rounds of IVF and then it was just so hard on my body that I needed a break. So within that break, I actually started seeing a holistic nutritionist because, you know, if people that are listening, if, if you've gone through fertility, you basically will exhaust every avenue you can. Um, because it's, you're so desperate. And so I had heard of this holistic nutritionist and my husband and I were kind of like, well, we've spent so much money. Any, what's another five grand go for it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the way we look at it is most people were going on vacations and buying things and buying homes and buying cars and and we were buying a baby. So that's right. And you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it was your toxic tampon, but it's, but you never know. It's the, it's a piece of the overall inflammatory burden in your body. It's just like having mercury amalgams removed in your mouth. I tell patients, do you have mercury in your mouth? Yes. I have a mouthful. Okay. I can't guarantee you that's causing your joint pain or your memory loss. Although mercury is outlawed in most countries, We haven't had mercury thermometers in decades in this country because they're toxic, yet we have them in our mouth. Every time we drink something hot or drink something cold, that mercury is known to cross the blood brain barrier. So it's like, I can't guarantee you're going to feel better, but I know your mercury is going to be gone and we're going to decrease a little bit of the toxic inflammatory burden on your body. 
I had nine amalgams removed. I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't feel any differently, but my mouth looks great. And there you go. I know that the mercury is not in there. So this is, this is accumulated through the years. You know, I mean, yes, some babies are born with inflammation. Absolutely. They are. But for the most part, we build this up year after year, decade after decade until we hit a tipping point until I was diagnosed at 35 with lupus from from age 20 to 50, to 35, 15 years of struggling with chronic irritable bowel syndrome and chronic inflammation. So I'm living proof you can turn it down, dial it down, all of that. It just takes a lot of work. And, you know, eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, decrease stress, cultivate community. Those are all ways that we know we can begin to decrease inflammation and also practicing gratitude. The research on gratitude is huge. People who are more grateful have less inflammation. People who are more grateful have a stronger immune system. I mean, the list goes on and on and on uh, about it, but, um, well, I, yes. Oh, go ahead. No, if you want to decrease inflammation, we can do it. And you're out there preaching it all day, every day. But I don't think people understand or even realize that cognitive decline is a symptom of inflammation of the brain, right? Gut issues are inflammation. Allergies are inflammation. Joint pain, <clears throat> joint pain is inflammation. You know, fatigue is inflammation. Depression is inflammation, 100% connection, the gut and the brain, whatever's going on in the gut is going to happen in the brain. And when we heal the gut and you have about 75% or so of the serotonin in your body is located in the small intestine. When you heal the gut, you begin to heal the symptoms of anxiety, depression, bipolar, ADD, ADHD, OCD, trichotillomania, schizophrenia. I mean, the list goes on and on. You heal the gut, you heal the brain. It's it's unbelievably satisfying. And I, I will tell you that, well, I have actually another episode on um, the microbiome and gut health, which is mm. excellent. Um, but I will tell you that um, when, so after my third, it, my third IVF cycle and took that break and I saw this holistic nutritionist and um uh, she went through, my husband called her my voodoo doctor. Um, it, it was kind of like a running joke. Like I'm going to my, you know, fancy voodoo doctor. And she, I went through about six yes. months with her of her clearing me of a bunch of things. Like I had uh, mercury, I had chlor, I had all these things that she said I had. And she did like, you know, muscle response testing, all this stuff. And my husband was kind of like rolling his eyes, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> That's I right. Do whatever right. you do. Um, she put me on like, you know, I, I went through all these things for about six months. And then after six months, um, she's like, you know, you're, you're doing really well. And I said, okay, you know, I think, um, I think I'm ready to try one more round of IVF. And my husband and I had enough money for one more round. And we were like, this is it. If it doesn't work, I'm done. You know, like it is what it is. So I went through one more round of IVF and my fertility doctor um, my first, cause when you go through IVF, you have to take, inject yourself with, you know, inject yourself with all these different things. And then you go every, my clinic, I went every other day for, um, blood work and, um, ultrasound of your ovaries and how your yes. eggs are doing. So I went in and they called me after my blood work and they said, something's different. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I don't know. Something's different. And I was like, all right. 
And so I, after a certain amount of time of these drugs, then you give yourself a, a shot that triggers your egg release and you go in and, and you go under surgery and they take the eggs, you know, out of your body. Well, my first three rounds of IVF, um, because my egg quality was our problem, I got, um, the first round I got seven eggs, the second round and third round, I got about three eggs and none of them were very great. So my embryos were not excellent. Um, most like average people get eggs, like in the twenties. So like I was very low egg reserve. Um, my husband, so I, I went in for my egg retrieval of this fourth round of IVF and, um, the doctor left me on the operating table and went out to my husband and he's like, eggs are falling out of her. Oh my (gasps) God. And my husband's like, Oh my God. Okay. Um, can you go back and um, take care of my wife though? That'd be cool. (laughs) So I had. (laughs) I remember waking up and him looking at me and saying, you've had more eggs this round than every other round combined. We got 16 eggs. And I remember going, oh my God. And he looks at me and he says, and this is a fertility doctor who fertility doctors are known in the medical world as being very pompous and like they should be, they create life. So I get it. But he looked at me and he said, whatever it is that you did changed your body. Yes. It's not what I did. He goes, it's what you did. And so my holistic nutritionist and my mental health, because I had a lot of, you know, I was a very type A and I still am to a point, but I was very like, I changed. I was teaching at a time at a school that was really stressful. I made the change to another school away from my community and my friends that I I didn't really want to make that change, but I knew that I needed it for my future of my potential child. And so I took myself out of a stressful situation. I tried really hard to change the way I did things. And then I saw this holistic nutritionist and I, you know, I did acupuncture, I did all these things. And, um, I, that's when I had a baby. And that was like, a hundred percent think that there is a connection between, like you said, the mental health, the things in your body and And I was, I was living, I thought I was a healthy person and I was, it's just, we're all different and we all have different issues. And that's why something inside of me told me not to give up. When he said, you need an egg donor, something inside of me said, no, I don't. Wow. Wow. And I, I kept, you know, and so it's, it's, there's more to just medicine, like traditional medicine. And, and like you said, it's, you have to keep looking and all these things are connected. You bet. Amen to that. You got to keep looking. And, you know, for all of your listeners that are listening, we work for you, your healthcare providers do. I mean, I'm a healthcare provider. I'm a nurse practitioner. If you have a, a doctor, a nurse practitioner or whatever, neurologist, gastroenterologist, who's not listening to you, who's not listening to your story, who's not asking about your story, who's not listening when you say, I'm exhausted, I can't get up in the morning, I am exhausted, or I have to go back to bed after I take my kids to school in the morning, um, or my joints are killing me. And I know this is not an ibuprofen deficiency in my body. If they're not listening to you, then you have the right to find a new healthcare provider. Do your research and find someone who actually understands that your body is giving you these red flags, these red flags, those bleeding gums. That's not normal. That's a little red flag telling you 
danger, danger, you need to decrease the inflammation. I, I have a real passion about, you know, I work for my patients. It's as simple as that. And my job is to help you get to the root cause of whatever it is that's going on with you. Just so happens to be autoimmune disease, mainly with my clients, but find a new healthcare provider. You don't have to go to the same provider over and over and over and continue to get nothing but one more pill every year, couple more prescriptions added to your list. There's nothing wrong with prescription. Prescriptions save people's lives. I'm not saying that. But Absolutely. Most of the time, this is not a Nexium deficiency or, you know, it could be anything, a pain medicine deficiency, right? Well, it and is inflammation. And totally. And some people, the reality is like some people may still need medication. However, with these changes, it will reduce the amount that you need. So it's not about necessarily saying like, oh, you won't need medication. That's right. But, but you could perhaps, you know, reduce what you need and help your body slowly chart it like heal itself so that you don't need as much. And because we know with medications, there's side effects, you know, and I will tell you that I, when I went through early onset menopause, it was actually a very, it was like a freight train. It was very much hard and fast and Every, you know, my doctors told me like, if people go through menopause and different, you know, you could be in perimenopause for 10 years. And then, you know, for me, I, um, was in and out <laughs> and, but because of that sudden change, um, I had extreme anxiety. And so there was a short period of time where my doctor's like, we need to get you on something. Cause you're a mess. But after a month and it helped tremendously, like for that month that I was on it, because after a month, the side effects started outweighing the positives. And so I had to slowly get off and slowly start to learn how to, how to attempt this through um, my own like mindfulness and yoga and meditation and things that my doctor said are, are, are other ways to deal with this. Um, but the medication did help get me started. And so there is a time and place for it. That's for right. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, I just want people to believe that. I just believe people don't think that they can change their provider. Yes, you can. Yes, and absolutely. And your healthcare provider's not going to ever know it anyway. If you think they remember, yeah, they don't. They'll never know you transferred your records. They just well, won't. They're so busy. And, in the, and even if they do, who cares? It's about you. Don't you care about yourself? It's about you. And you weren't born sick. And we have to think, what happened to you from a little child you know, and there are, tr- there's trauma and there's adverse childhood experience- experiences. I know that. I know that I have a, uh, a score of six. I know about trauma, but what happened? When did you feel the best? I say that to patients all the time. When did you feel the best in your life? Think back, figure it out. Let's figure out what happened and start reversing it. Start reversing it. My office manager always tells patients when, let me see here, let me get it right. When the pain of the change now, when the pain of the same outweighs the pain of the change, that's when you'll make a difference. You know, when you just are sick and tired of being sick and tired and it's easier to change than it is to be sick and tired every day. That's when you will actually change whatever it is that's going on, whether it's your diet, whether it's stress, whether you need to, you know, quit your job and find a different job. No one says you have to stay in the job. No one says you have to stay in the marriage Actually, you know, no one says you have to have horrible people sucking the life out of you. You don't. 
You have the right to cut the soul suckers out of your life. You have the right to find a different job or to find, you know, if you're in a really bad marriage, an abusive marriage, I can tell you right now, we can only take you so far in functional medicine until you decide that you're going to make a change there. So it's, it's, it's emotional, physical, spiritual, mental, sexual. I mean, the whole thing, it's, it's whole body health. I know I get fired I, up. I'm no, sorry, Sophia. I, you, you should. <laughs> I, lo- I love, I mean, being fired up is what helps like get, you know, the message across. That's right. And you know, I'm 55 years old now. I'm not getting any younger. And I left a bad marriage. I left a really hard marriage. I was on food stamps for five years and a medical card with my little kids going through nurse practitioner school. Didn't know anybody. Started over at 40, got out at 44. Um, it was awful, but I can tell you, right, and I was sick on top of it. So, but I can tell you right now, I won't ever go back to living in, in a bad marriage. I won't ever go back to eating the way I was. I will never, ever, ever repeat all the things I did in my 20s and 30s and half of my 40s. And I'm better for it. And I'm stronger. Absolutely. You, and your, your story is going to help somebody else. So that's, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's, well, that's what I wrote. The entire first part of that book is on trauma and adverse childhood experiences. Because the people that are listening to this today, guaranteed, there's a lot of people there who had a lot of traumatic childhood trauma. And that will set you up for a lifetime of chronic illness if we don't get a handle on that absolutely rather than well, later. For the people that are listening, so if you're sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, is inflammation an issue? Like what are some, is there a few classic, typical signs that people may have and not understand that it may be inflammation? Absolutely. Joint pain, your hands hurt, your knees hurt, your back hurts. These not with holding or with standing a, you know, chron- uh, injury, like an injury, you fell, you sprained your ankle. I mean, that's a different thing, but yeah. you wake up and your hands hurt fatigue. That's chronic sign of inflammation. That's a sign of a classic sign of chronic inflammation, fatigue, migraine, headaches, fatigue and food sensitivities until proven otherwise could be, could be hormones, could be barometric pressure also. Or dehydration, but usually it's inflammation from something you're eating. Depression, anxiety, bleeding gums, allergies, like we talked about, all the skin conditions. Those are an inflammatory response to something going on in the gut. The skin is the largest organ in the body. Yes. Yes. It's going to react to whatever's happening in the gut. And if the gut is leaky and on fire then it's going to come out on the skin. So joint pain, fatigue, migraines, joint stiffness, those are all like big, easy, classic ones. But then people don't think about the gums. Yeah, that's inflammation. It's not normal yes. to brush your teeth and you're bleeding. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and it's actually, yeah, for sure. Um, so what about if like, let's, okay, fine. We have inflammation. So what about what can, is there uh, things that people can do? And I know we've talked a little bit about this, but I want to reiterate this because it's so important. What are some things that people can do just today, right now to start before they see a doctor or whatever, to start making some changes in their everyday life? 
the first thing I would do is, is go to the internet and Google up, you know, the top inflammatory foods. What you're going to find out is gluten, dairy, soy, corn, sugar, eggs, peanuts. Now, if that's too overwhelming, so, so there's the Virgin Diet, which is a book who wrote about it and JJ wrote about it and it just knocks it out right there in front of you and you, you can start that. But if it's too overwhelming, then cut one thing out, cut out, pick something, gluten, dairy, sugar, gluten, dairy, sugar are the three devils in my opinion, right there and pick one thing and cut it out and learn about it. I think that's the easiest and the most complicated and start making changes from processed foods to fresh one ingredient, God made food. Our body is not designed to eat packaged processed foods. Baby steps on that. I totally understand you can't throw everything out of the kitchen tonight. I get that. But if your food, if you have packages in that cabinet and it would still be there in six months, that's not food. That's Franken food, period. Food would be the fastest and quick, but also, you know, sleep. Get your body to sleep. Your body heals when you sleep. And if you can't sleep, you are creating systemic inflammation in your body. So you clean the bedroom up. The bedroom should be a sanctuary. There should be nothing in that bed. Nothing should be happening in that bed except for sleep and sex. That's it. There's no computer. There's no TV. There's no wireless router. There's no phone in there. There's nothing in that bedroom. You make that bedroom a sanctuary and you get the electromagnetic fields out of your body that are creating horrific systemic inflammation in your body. Diet, sleep, and movement. You yes, need to movement move your body. For sure. You have to move. When you stop moving, you stop moving. It's as simple as that. And you know, constipation is a classic sign of inflammation. People don't understand that, but you know, you got to poop as well. You have to poop. Yes, absolutely. Being constipated is the worst. Yes, I wouldn't know. I had IBS or diarrhea for so many years. I pooped like a goose for 35 years. It was horrible. But, um, you know, I, I don't know anything about constipation, but I know my patients say, oh, my doctor says it's fine. I poop twice a week. What? You should poop twice a day. You need to poop like your dog poops. You're, I have a 12-week-old standard poodle puppy. He eats, and guess what? He poops in about 20 or 30 minutes or within an hour. And he's very excited about it, by the way, too. They poop and they're all happy. That's how we should be. Eat and poop. What you eat today should be 100% gone tomorrow. You know, and what's, I I have a funny story about this is when my children um, were in preschool, my two older boys were in preschool. They're a year apart. So they were in preschool at the same time. Um, I got a call that first like week that they started preschool and basically they were like, um, so, you know, I think you kind of have to get your kids checked out. Um, they have like, they're, they're, I think they have like a stomach bug. Um, I, they, they have some runny poops and I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, they're very loose and they were, they're pooping quite, they're they're pooping quite a bit. And I go, okay, I go, what? (laughs) So I said, here's the thing. The problem actually isn't my kids. This is normal. They, they poop like multiple times a day and loose stools. Like it's not abnormal. I said, the problem is the rest of the kids that you have there. They're all freaking constipated. So it's not my, my kids aren't the problem. Isn't you're just not, something? you're just not used to it because all the other kids there are constipated. 
amen to that. They just didn't know what normal poop looks like. Right. And I was just giggling because I remember thinking like, no, my kids don't have a stomach bug. My kids actually are just super healthy because they eat a lot of, a lot of fresh food. And my kids ate, gosh, those two boys when they were younger, just my older one still eats a ton, but when they were younger, they just ate and ate and ate and ate. And I'm like, of course they poop a lot. Have you seen how much they eat? So it was something. Yeah. Well, we should, I mean, just, I mean, people, people don't know, you know, and a good probiotic will help oftentimes if, if people are having a hard time pooping that and a good probiotic will also help with inflammation in the gut. I mean, I know, I don't know if we're going to talk about anything natural to decrease inflammation, but you know, probiotics are big are a big key for that or probiotic like food, uh, kimchi or sauerkraut and things like that that help put the good bugs back in your gut. Yes. Um, and you know, what's funny is I have my, my middle son, um, so random loves sauerkraut. Um, wild Brian makes a pickle flavored sauerkraut. Uh, Makes a what flavored? What pickle, a pickle flavored. Oh, I have it in my refrigerator right now. Uh, Yeah. We have, we have it at all times because my middle son is obsessed with it. He wants it on everything. And I'm like, okay, let's not overdo the probiotics. Right. Um, He like loves it. And my younger one likes it too. Oh my gosh. It's so, but it's so random for a child because that's what they love. Very random. Yeah. Our local Costco sells it. So I get it there. And I love, I love that one. I think that's great. Yes, ma'am. So other than kimchi, sauerkraut, things like that, what are there other things that um, people can eat to help? To eat, to eat, to help. Oh, well, of course, an anti-inflammatory diet. Now, I'm a big believer that in knowing your food sensitivities, I think that's real important for people who can find that out, who can have a food sensitivity test drawn. It's a blood draw. It's a, it's a serum blood draw. I think that's the key because then you know what it is you're eating, but what's going to put good um, bacteria back in your gut. Is that what you just asked? Yes. Yes. Okay. Of course, all your pickled or fermented things, but again, you also have to be careful with that. If you have histamine issues and which we could get into a whole nother thing and yogurt. So people love yogurt because it's got lactobacillus. Well, yogurt is not my fan because it's dairy and I'm not a big fan of, of yogurt at all, but there are fermented coconut yogurts and other different kinds of yogurts that would put, help put some, you know, bacteria back in your gut and, and, you know, just all of your phenomenal vegetables and fruits, all of those are going to help with your microbiome. Um, Good fiber in there. You know, what's going to help the probiotics work better or help your gut work better? Eating foods that are labeled like prebiotics, which would be greener bananas and Jerusalem artichokes or asparagus and actually onions. Those are things that help prepare the gut for the probiotics as well. But again, fresh one ingredient food. That's the key. Hands down. If you're talking food wise, supplement wise, uh, turmeric, 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 turmeric is phenomenal. Now you can use the spice, but most people don't use a lot of it. Turmeric, a beautiful curcumin, high quality, organic turmeric supplement is incredible to help decrease inflammation. I and 
I heard though with turmeric, um, one thing I heard was um, that in order to, um, as a natural anti-inflammatory, that our body um, is able to digest it or to incre increase the, um, like a digestion better with uh, black pepper. Is that true? It, it helps with some turmerics. Yes. Depends on how the turmeric is processed. We use a turmeric in the office that has frankincense in it, something called xanthal humol, which is another anti-inflammatory and then super high dose curcumin. And yes, black pepper also helps move that into the cells to decrease the inflammation. I'm also a huge fan of L-glutamine. In fact, my Instagram post tonight is on L-glutamine. L-glutamine is the most abundant amino acid that we have in the gut and it literally acts like spackling of the gut, spackling that gut back together, decreasing that leaky gut, closing those tight junctions. At one scoop, four or five grams of L-glutamine in some water, there's no taste every day, is the fastest, quickest way to start bringing down that inflammatory response in the gut. We have study after study after study on L-glutamine helping to bring the gut barrier back together. We use it with Crohn's patients, uh, ulcerative colitis patients, um, um, uh, irritable bowel disease patients. I mean, just anybody who's got an inflamed gut and tremendous amount of inflammation, anxiety, L-glutamine. Also, I use it for anxiety patients as well. It decreases carbohydrates, alcohol, and sugar craving. So it's, it's like, what? And it's very inexpensive. We use a, a one from Zymogen that I love and it's, it's, um, it works beautifully. A scoop of L-glutamine, curcumin, SPMs. Are you familiar, familiar with SPMs? What that is? No, I actually, um, I actually see, I, uh, see regularly, uh, um, uh, naturopathic MD. So yes. I, she's had me on a few different things. I just don't remember the names of things. Yeah, I just, I just take are, them. <laughs> SPMs are specialized pro-resolving mediators. They are incredibly high-powered omegas, fish oil, EPA, DHA. But what we know is people with chronic pain and people with chronic inflammation naturally endogenously have lower levels of SPMs in their body. SPMs literally gobble up, stop the inflammatory cytokine storm before it happens. They don't act like ibuprofen or Tylenol or an NSAID where they block the inflammatory response. SPMs literally eat the inflammatory response like a Pac-Man eating up there. The response, I have never used one thing with my patients that helps with chronic pain migraines. It took my COVID migraine away in January. It was the only thing that took my headache away. SPM, specialized pro-resolving mediators, they hands down decrease inflammation better than anything I've ever used with L-glutamine, with turmeric, and then of course, CBD, a high quality CBD oil helps incredibly with chronic inflammation. And the beauty of CBD, you can use it orally and topically. So if you've got joint pain, you can put it on your hands. It'll bring that inflammatory response down. If you have acne, dab that CBD on your face. If you have hip pain, put the CBD on your hip. Those are some just some basics, L-glutamine, high-dose SPMs, fish oil as well. If you can't get your hands on SPMs, you know, a really high-quality fish oil, and you have to be careful with fish oil. Um, 
will help bring down inflammation. Turmeric, CBD, L-glutamine, SPMs. Those are big deals right there. But again, Sophia, listen, you, you can take all the glutamine you want, but if you don't control what's at the end of your fork, it does no good. You can't out supplement an inflammatory diet. Absolutely. I know mean, you can't, I mean, you can't out work. You can't out exercise it. You can't, I mean, no, nope. for sure. Nope. You sure can't my friend. <laughs> yeah. So there uh, you go. Real, real quick. Why do you need to watch, uh, be careful with a uh, fish oil? Well, you want to make sure that you buy high quality fish oil. So, so I only use like two companies in my office, Metagenics, Nordic Naturals, Carlson Labs makes good. You would never buy fish oil at Costco or Target or Sam's or Amazon for crying out loud. Don't buy any supplements on Amazon ever. Fish oil is liquid. People who burp up fish oil, most of the time they bought rancid fish oil. What happens is, say it's going to go to Costco, they, that cheap fish oil, which is probably bad fish to begin with, is made into a capsule. It gets put in the bottle. It transports. It's put on a dock. It gets in a truck. It's hot. It's cold. It's, there's no temperature control. So yes. you want to buy the best fish oil that you can afford and one that comes from small batches, deep, cold water fish, not rancid, farmed fish ever. And people don't realize that. They'll call me and say, you know, something about something. Say, well, they, where'd you get it? Amazon. You never would buy, don't ever buy vitamins on Amazon because they do not, they don't control them. There's no quality control on Amazon. There is in other, in your own little stores, but anything that's liquid fish oil, vitamin D3, uh, vitamin E, vitamin A, let's see, vitamin K could be uh, no, 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 no. Never get those from a big box place rancid 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 <laughs> that's my own i love word. it i mean it's well, true and, and you know yeah you're going to spend money on something you want to make sure it's working this is again right. the reason you need somebody to, you know oftentimes to help you if you go to just some some little place and you know that that little worker doesn't know anything and i mean they don't know they're not trained you don't want to buy your vitamins something you're putting in your body to help you decrease inflammation yes. or increase your d3 or whatever it is your iron you know it's another one you don't buy liquid iron on a big box store um they don't know but but when you know better again you do better right and that's i actually the um the podcast episode um with uh we talked about the macro- microbiome and stuff that the um, that guest I had had a great quote that the most expensive supplements are those that don't work. <laughs> you bet. You bet. You know, you know, the, a company I use a lot of Metagenics, they're a phenomenal nutraceutical company. And I, I use a lot of companies in my supplement store, but they probably five or six years ago spent like $40,000 of their own, of Metagenics money ordering their own products off of Amazon because they were getting complaints about things, protein shakes, oils, things like that, fish oils. Do you know that they, they shut down 10,000 stores on Amazon selling fake Metagenics products. Fake. Wow. Crazy. They got expired products, products in their bottles, but not even their products. I mean, there's zero regulation on Amazon. 
girl, we could talk an hour and a half about this. It's a oh passion gosh. of mine and, and, and it, it, there's zero regulations. So, you know, that you're only in, you know, so metagenics there and any company that, you know, you're only as good as again, how, how well it's working and it wasn't even their product. So be real careful there. Real, real, real careful. I, yes, I have heard that. And same with, um, like beauty products, hair products, it's really hard to get them off Amazon because they're not necessarily the, the right, they're not even the right thing, not even the right product. Yes. So you can buy your toilet paper. You can buy my book on Amazon. Guaranteed (laughs) it's not fake. It's not fake and it's not rancid, but don't you dare buy your fish oil or anything important to be ingested in your body off of a place like that. Don't do it. Yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. I literally could talk forever. It's just been the best time. I am so grateful that you came on here to help with everything and um, teach people all about this. And um, I Thank really you. hope that someone's listening is able to ch- make some changes because of this episode. So I hope so. And I just want them to know, you know, you're not broken. You weren't born broken. You are not broken. You may not feel well right now, but your health is in your hands and you can make baby steps. I am living proof of this and you're never too old until you're dead. It's never too late. And we had an opportunity the last year and a half to decrease the inflammation in our body, to get our bodies healthy, to get, you know, to start moving and to build up our cardiovascular system and to clean our diet up and and maybe learn to cook one ingredient food. Many people did not take that opportunity and run with it. But if you're still alive and you're still listening to this, then my gosh, get on Veggies Don't Bite's website. And I'm like blown away by your website and how oh, thank you. Is. And, and so she kind. is all about one ingredient, anti-inflammatory food. So it's never too late. Start. There's tons of free education out there online. She puts, out, some, she puts out a ton. I put out a ton every day free. You don't have to pay always to have a, you know, an expensive functional medicine provider. We provide a lot of free education and Sophia does some of the best. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Totally. And thank you so much for providing this free education. Um, just really appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you listeners as well. Thank you for being here um, and listening to this episode and all my episodes. And if you love the podcast, please, please, please go to that purple podcast up rate and review, because that is how I get people to come to my podcast and want to be on. And therefore I get more great information to share with all of you because you're the reason I'm here. So thank you so much. And thanks, Danny. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much.